There are wonderful ideas when we listen and partner with a franchisee. What I would say to the franchisee is realize that the franchisor is speaking to every franchisee, whether that's nine or whether that's 2000 and change. And so they do have that perspective, but nevertheless, the franchisor needs to be open to hear what the franchisee has to say and really listen to it. What are they really saying? You are listening to the Infinite Franchisee Show. I am your host, April Porter. I am a franchisee empire building strategist, creator of the Infinite Franchisee Program, attorney, and an award-winning multi-unit franchisee on a mission to fill the gap between the franchise model and the executive level strategies you need to increase profits, build a team, and scale into multiple locations. Here, we connect every franchisee to infinite possibilities. Welcome to this week's episode of the Infinite Franchisee Show. And I am extraordinarily excited to bring you this next guest because she is our first ever Franchisor Swag Award winner. And it is very deserving. You're going to learn about why in this episode. Her name is Tiffany W. Dodson, and Tiffany holds deep roots in the franchising industry. She has held senior marketing roles at well-known international franchises, including an international food franchisor. She is recognized not only as a top performing franchisee, but also as a top master franchisee and was voted by her peers to be the master developer not once, but twice. In the span of eight years, Tiffany grew her master franchise areas from four locations to 90. Furthermore, Tiffany published two books, Purple Goldfish Franchise Edition with co-author Stan Phelps, about six keys to creating a successful franchise system, and The Simple Story of Salt. She offers speeches, workshops on the topic. Now, in November of 2019, Tiffany and her business partner purchased the Salt Suite from its founders. The Salt Suite offers dry salt therapy, a natural antimicrobial, a natural antimicrobial, anti-inflammatory, and antibacterial integrative health options for alleviating symptoms of allergies, asthma, sinusitis, eczema psoriasis, and other respiratory and skin conditions. The properties of salt support the immune system, improve sleep, and provide a pure, relaxing environment. And we're going to learn all about it right now from the woman herself, Tiffany. Welcome. Thank you, April. It's wonderful to be here on your podcast. Well, we are ecstatic to have you. I have to say um, to our audience, we met face-to-face for the first time ever at the International Franchise Association Conference in this past February in Las Vegas. And instantaneously, I fell in love with what you're doing. And it's for many, many reasons, which I'm excited to share with our audience what those are. The concept is so fun and so such a blessing for people, to be quite honest, is the best way I can phrase it. But then you and your husband are just a delight as well. And what I really appreciate, given our mission, is that you truly have a handle on the franchisee perspective and experience, and you're bringing that into your brand uh, as a franchisor. So, um, So I'm excited to talk to you about all of that. I look forward to it. 
So why don't you give us a little bit of a rundown? I know you've been in the franchising industry, you've done marketing, you've been a franchisee, now you're a franchisor. Can you give us the whole story? Sure. When I came out of college, we'll go way back. We won't talk about how many years back. We'll say <laughs> way back. I wanted to go into marketing and brand management. It was just a passion. My mother jokes, I had colic as a baby. And the only thing that would shut me up was the double tree or double mint spearmint gum ad. <laughs> Apparently from six weeks on, I loved marketing and advertising. When I graduated, I went into field sales. I went into marketing, worked for wonderful companies, absolutely loved being in marketing and brand management. One of the things my husband and I recognized was that, especially we were in college in the 90s, so coming out of the 80s and 90s and even in the early 2000s, we saw many of our friends and family members go through layoffs and lose long careers that they had invested their blood, sweat, and tears, almost literally, into developing overnight for no reason of their own. And at this point, we're in the early 2000s. I'm a senior brand manager at the Miller Brewing Company. He had been at Author Anderson, which of course, there we go. It ceased to exist because of some malfeasance of people who were nowhere around Milwaukee, Wisconsin, where we lived. But the company imploded upon itself. And we had talked about going into business for ourselves for these reasons. We felt like if we treated our clients and treated our team members well, we would have a better chance of surviving than if we kept in this corporate minutiae that kept moving people about on whims. So fast forward, as we're looking for a business, we decide to go into franchising. We decide that's the right path because no one in our family had ever owned a business before. They had all worked for companies. We were business majors, my husband, CPA background, my background, obviously marketing but we'd never owned a business. And we felt like franchising, as it's often said, would give us that path to follow. And we joined what became a large franchise. Now we were a franchisee, oh, 200 or 300 out of a franchise that became 3000. Oh, wow. So earlier, I think we were franchise number two in the state of Wisconsin at that time, but we became a franchisee and quickly fell in love with franchising because of the many benefits. We had a corporate office that did have a path for us to follow and resources. And of course, we also had people who quickly became like family, other franchisees that we could speak with. Hey, how are you doing this? I see your numbers are up. How are you achieving that? And it became a wonderful family that helped us thrive for many years. So fast forward uh, around 2019, there were a lot of dynamic changes at the franchisor where we have been and we still own one store in that franchise. And we were looking for something additional. And now my husband and I are in our 50s, early 50s, and we realize that the market is aging. And with the, the tax business where we've been involved, we've always loved helping our clients. We genuinely leave them in a better place than when they started. So using some of those principles, we started looking at health and wellness because we know the market's aging. We know that there's certainly a need for it. And we started looking at what would leave our clients in a genuine better place than when they entered our doors. We looked at many concepts and there are wonderful concepts out there. Salt therapy, we found because our oldest daughter was working at a local salt cave. And frankly, when she came to me 
and told me all the benefits of salt therapy. I thought it was a bunch of, of hubbub. I couldn't <laughs> believe that salt could help so many ways, help improve respiratory health, help improve skin, actually lower your chances of getting whatever's going around in the environment. Help you look younger. That's one of the benefits I like. <laughs> so <laughs> I didn't realize that salt could do all of this. I went to a salt cave with a migraine, which I normally have to take a prescription medicine to alleviate. And I actually lost the migraine. Now, I'll caveat, that is not a studied benefit, but anecdotally about half of us who experience migraines can lose one in a salt cave if we get in early enough. That caused me to start researching salt caves and what do they really do and how do they work and how is this actually happening? And at that point, my husband and I looked at each other and said, we need to have a lot more salt caves in the United States because this is a natural relative to big pharma, especially low cost opportunity for people to live healthier, more productive lives. And I will tell you three, four, almost four years into it, some of the stories still give me chill bumps when I repeat them for the 12th or 18th time. Oh, I'm sure that's true. I mean, you shared a lot of that with me when we were in person and everyone who's listening to this show, they know I'm always talking about energy and, you know, that like the, the spiritual component of our existence and that we really need to have harmony, not just work-life balance, but we need to have a harmony between the physical and the mental and the spiritual as well in order to truly live life to the fullest. And that's, that's what I believe. That's what we talk about all the time, which is one of the reasons why I love what you're doing so much. And now you have how many locations? Nine that are open. Is that right? We have nine open locations. One of those is a corporate store in Delray beach and number 10 we're site selecting for at this point. That's so exciting. Now I know a lot of them are in Florida. That's correct. Five of the locations are in Florida. We have one in North Carolina, two in New Jersey, and our newest location is in Woodridge, Illinois. It's a suburb of Chicago. Oh, right. So what that's, hey, for anybody listening, that means there's a lot of opportunity out there to own a yes. <laughs> You can bring it to your town, right? Okay. And by the way, for anyone who is listening and not viewing this on our YouTube channel, let me tell you, I have had the firsthand opportunity to see Tiffany and Ryan's skin in person. Oh, and you would never believe that they're in their 50s. Their skin is radiant. I mean, I think JLo gets her glow probably from secretly from your salt caves. Or you guys, <laughs> you guys have some other secret because your skin is phenomenal and you definitely the anti-aging stuff, I'm a believer for sure. So that's awesome. So tell me a little bit about your philosophy as a franchisor and how you bring the experiences you had as a franchisee into the way that you manage your brand. Absolutely. Well, having been a franchisee, you know, one of the beautiful things is that you are seeing the client every day. And so you're in the field, as they call it at the corporate office, right? Mm -hmm. And you have that interaction. So when we look at it in franchising, I think these stories are, are well told, but I'll bring them up here because they apply from what I've always been told or read and heard, McDonald's did not come up with the Big Mac. Mm -hmm. It was a franchisee that came up with it. Liberty Tax, my, the first franchise where I was a franchisee, I was in franchising before, but where I was a franchisee, the costume waiver that we still use 20 some years in, 
it was designed by a franchisee. They were experimenting and wanting to see if it would bring some traffic their way. And our list goes on and on. People listening are probably thinking, yeah, and in my brand, right? <laughs> so there are wonderful ideas when we listen and partner with a franchisee. What I would say to the franchisee is realize that the franchisor is speaking to every franchisee, whether that's nine or whether that's 2000 and change. And so they do have that perspective, but nevertheless, the franchisor needs to be open to hear what the franchisee has to say and listen, really listen to it. What are they really saying? For example, today I had a franchisee say, oh, we need a rat card that says blah, blah, blah. And I thought, well, my gosh, if we had that, it was a different condition that salt therapy improves. We could have 50, 60, 70 rack cards. <laughs> how would you ever, how would you ever go to the, the wall and pick which one you're going to send out? Mm -hmm. So I heard the issue, but knowing our setup, knowing the cost of the rack cards and these things as the, or I thought maybe we need fewer, maybe we need to go broader on these topics so that you're buying less and it covers more. So again, as a franchisor, you may not always say, I'm going to do exactly a but you listen to the franchisee, you understand the perspective of all of your units and of the business model, and then help make those decisions. We currently have Salt Booth in many of our suites, and it was a franchisee. We had looked at it, but a franchisee came and said, I actually want to try it. So we sat down with her, my husband being a CPA. Now, I do have an MBA, so I do understand profit and loss and all of these very important things that all franchisees, of course, strive to, to better understand cash flow and so forth. But with his background as a CPA, he sat down, he said, let's put out a cash flow and let's put out profitability. How long is it going to take to pay back? Worst case scenario, what we would expect, best, best case scenario. And we had discussions about, okay, if, if worst case scenario happens, how devastating is this? And the answer was, it's not, you still make rent. It stinks. No one wants to really lose money, but you make rent, you make your payroll and you still have money to eat. This is not mm -hmm. going to be devastation. Well, let's try it. Let's track it. Let's be metered and measured. And it has been a nice addition for us. So we've added it into other suites. That idea came from conversations with a franchisee and a franchisee who was willing to test and measure mm -hmm. the results. So as a franchisor, my advice would be, it's very important. Two heads are better than one. Nine heads are better than one. 2000 heads are better than one. So leverage your network. So I know you're aware of what we do here is really trying to fill the gap between what the standard is that franchisees receive when they buy into a franchise, which is they get to learn the secret sauce of the model and, you know, like I'm sure there's a ton of education you all have to do on what are the benefits of salt and why is it set up the way it's set up and you know how long should you be in it and what can you expect in what kind of time frame there's all of that just from the product standpoint but then there's like okay how do you ring people up into the the POS system how do you get people through the doors there's there's so many different aspects to business ownership and that's really what people generally get with the franchisor. And then, of course, there's something that the franchisees need to bring with them to truly tap into the highest level of success. What are those things that you're looking for in a franchisee to bring with them to apply to all of the great things you guys are supplying that will be the you know magic combination to take someone as far as they can go? Sure. We are looking for someone who has 
some business experience, not necessarily that they've owned a business, but they've worked for businesses where they've led teams, ideally where they've had some profit and loss responsibility. Mm-hmm. So they understand, not saying that they've mastered cash flow or that. That's one of the things I know Ask April Porter works with. And some franchisees do not have that background and they learn it, but they've had some exposure to what this is about. Maybe a little bit of budgeting, a little bit of planning to hit sales goals, accountability for achieving overall goals for a business while managing a team. That's important. We look for folks who obviously believe in what we do because it is a natural therapy. And we're looking for folks who, and it can be what I've found, at least in health and wellness, it can be a fine line. If someone says to me, frankly, I don't care whether I make money or not. I just want to bring salt therapy to everyone. You can't bring salt therapy to people unless you have a profit. We're not saying make an unjust profit. We're saying make a just profit so that you can afford to feed your family and to achieve your goals and bring salt therapy and help people or whatever that may be, taxes or pizza or whatever it is that you're providing to people. So we're looking for people who understand business, who have their goals and that they want to achieve a reason for being in a business that they own and that they operate. And we're looking for people who also not only can lead a team, but enjoy playing on a team. Because as I said earlier, one of the biggest benefits in being in a franchise, whether it is a franchisee, I love being around my other franchisees and benefiting from their knowledge. As a franchisor, I love meeting people like you at IFA because our franchisor group is very giving. And we also help each other and share information. So really, you have to not only be able to lead a team, but you also have to be able to play with a team to succeed in franchising. If you are looking to get into franchising because this is something fun, it's a hobby. No, this is work. It is a business. And it's never, I'm not trying to scare anyone, but it's never as easy as it seems. There's always going to be an unexpected roadblock. And those who are most successful are the ones who will find a way to overcome that roadblock, no matter what it is. And I can point to so many examples of that, that I've witnessed coaching franchisees of being a franchisee, the faster you are able to problem solve and have the determination of I will survive, the better off you're going to be as a franchisee. I think it's important to note the way that you phrase that in there and It's not going to come as a surprise to any of our listeners because they tune in every week. But what you said is you've got to find a way. As the franchisee, you have to find the way. I think that's an extraordinarily important nugget because as we know, every franchise brand ultimately is going to have a bell curve of success from their franchisees. And that bell curve is, I mean, we, we know the top, top, top is like the top 20%, right? You're going to have your top, your bottom 20%, which by the way, includes a lot of people just getting started. So they haven't had sure. a chance to be successful yet, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have your middle of the road, which makes up the bulk of people. And there, some of them are on their way to the top and some of them are just, but they've been there for a while or they're just hanging out in the middle and they're, they're making a good living and they're happy to be, you know, one location and then show up every day and they're living out their passion and doing it successfully. But what I think is important to take away from that is that if you are not 100% satisfied with your spot on that bell curve, 
it is not up to the franchisor to come in and save you. They've given you the same tools they've given everybody else on the bell curve. It's up to you to find a way within yourself to find what's missing. Where's the gap? And, and maybe if the gap for you is a misunderstanding for you to even reach out to your franchisor and say, hey, I need more help with this. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then the franchisor can either offer that help or direct you to a resource to gain that help. We used to, when we were new franchisees at Liberty Tax, we would make a list of three things. We would usually do this with our coach at that point it was our area developer. We would make a list of three areas where we wanted to improve, right? Because you can't improve 11 areas. <laughs> so we make a list. What are the top three areas that we want to improve? And before we would go to our national conference, we would identify four people per area because it was a multi-day conference who rocked those areas. And we would we would ask our area developer, other people that we knew, because in franchising, you're only what, two, three degrees to everybody instead That's of right. the normal population. And we would go and we would ask everyone, introduce us to so-and-so if we didn't know them. Do you know so-and-so? Could you introduce me to them? Mm -hmm. And we would ask them, tell me how you. So to your point, it wasn't even us necessarily going back to our coach or to the or. It was us even going to other franchisees and going, how do you do this? Because I understand you are the best out of, at that point, 1,200 franchisees or however many were there at doing this. So how do you do that? And I will tell you, I never had someone not answer that question. Oh, no, your franchise family is so giving. That yeah. is something that I think is, I have not found a place where that is untrue in the franchising industry is that, you know, if you're, if you will show up and be vulnerable sometimes and ask the question, people are willing to give you an answer and want to support you nine times out of 10. Yeah. Or maybe even more. So I think that's a great point. I think something, it, it brings up something else, which is, I love what you said about introduce me to them. You know, you can be an introvert and be very successful in business. But one skill that I think that everyone needs to mark down as to continually trying to improve upon is networking, you know, asking for the introduction. And that's really important when you're talking because all the franchisees out there are responsible for your own lo local network or local marketing. And one of the best things you could do as a local marketing person is to create a local network. So when you know, like, let's say, for instance, because you had mentioned all these holistic benefits, right? Sure. So a lot of them are skin benefits, I noticed, you know, and yes. not just, the, but we have anti-aging, psoriasis was mentioned, eczema, those types of things. Right. I would want to know every dermatologist in town if right. I was, you know, a local franchisee. So it's important to be able to step out of that comfort zone and say, who knows Dr. Smith, you know, over at this office, who can introduce me to them? You know, I'd like a meeting, how, you know, and just keep asking to make those connections. And I know it doesn't really relate to what we're talking to today, but sometimes when I hear a great little nugget, we could expand upon, you know, if we can turn it into one tip that people take away today and say, oh my gosh, I didn't think about that. You know, I could, I want to meet every, you know, chiropractor. I want to meet every bowling alley, whatever it is. Whatever it is that's key to your business. 
whatever it is that's key to your business, then sit down, make a list of those people. If you don't know their name, then say, I want to meet the owner of the bowling alley that's on Fifth and Clark, right? And then start asking your network. You're only six degrees of separation away from anybody in town. I guarantee it. So start asking. It's going to increase your visibility in your in your local area. And it is the oldest form of marketing, the most reliable form of marketing. It's never going anywhere. Relationship building is key. Would you agree, Tiffany? A hundred percent. It is key. A hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. So one of the things I want to talk about before we exit today is the fact that you are one of our very first swag award winners. And we have a franchisor category, which you were nominated. We had many franchisors nominated. The committee took a look at what you're doing and selected you as a swag award winner. Congratulations. Thank you. We're very excited and grateful for it. Yes. And I wanted to explain to our audience that in the swag awards, as most of you all listening know, what we're really looking for are people, both in any award winners in any category, we're looking for the people that are pursuing sanity, wealth, and gratitude through business ownership and or providing a pathway for that to franchisees. And so we have a supplier swag award winner. We have a franchisor swag award winner. We have a franchise advocate swag award winner. And then we have some different franchisee categories for swag awards. And the, and what I love about what you all are bringing to your current franchise as a franchisor is that franchise perspective. But I'm going to tell a little story. We didn't talk about this beforehand either. So I might blindside you with this. I'm going to tell a little story about something you had said to me a few months back, because I think it so poignantly illustrates your commitment to franchisees in a way that to be quite honest, we don't always hear about. We talk to a lot of franchisees and we hear a lot of stories about what's going on in different brands around the country and what's going on in different franchisee franchisor relationships that quite frankly, sometimes can be disheartening, right? And this story illustrates exactly why we, we have faith that that's not the case in your brand and why you rewarded it. So if you, if you haven't been to one of our free webinars. You know, most of you know, we do a lot of free business education for franchisees and small business owners. And, and it can run from anything from marketing to, you know, employee staffing, recruiting, all of that to general, how do you grow your franchise? And Tiffany attended one of our trainings a couple of months ago, and we were doing our typical, you know, in the beginning, talking to people about, okay, you might be in a situation where you're unhappy with your franchisor, because quite frankly, a lot of people who find us are unhappy with their franchisor, and that's why they're out looking for additional help. And, and we're talking about it. And so I always use this example about how the franchisor is going to provide you enough to get to profitability. And you're going to have to find, you know, you're going to have to evolve as a business owner to take yourself from profitability to unlimited income. And Tiffany, Tiffany right away said, I disagree. Like, that's not what we want for our franchisees. We want to, we want to be advocates and help our franchisees get above and beyond profitability. And, and she reached out. This is what I love about it, Tiffany. I love one that you believe that I love too, that you believe it with such conviction that you didn't sit back it and, you know, discuss it 
with your husband or anybody else and say, she said this and I didn't really think it was right. You reached out to us and, and, and confronted it and said, no, that's not how we want to show up as franchisors. And I love three that I said, I believe you, but here's why I have to teach it this way to, to reach the audience and to meet them where they're at. And then to show them the pathway to people like you, you know, and opportunities like you. And I just absolutely at that moment was like, I knew I liked her. I uh -huh. knew, I, you know, but it really did. It, it really did show such a, such a commitment to your, to where you really want to see your franchise go, franchisees go and what you all stand for as providing the tools and resources for them to get there. And, uh, and so I know that that is one story that I told the committee. Uh, we had a committee who chose our swag award winners. And I believe, I believe truly that that's, that's where your heart is and that's what you all are striving for. And so, I mean, I, feel free to weigh in on that story. But I, I mean, I loved it, but I'll turn it over to you. No, thank you. I, um, we have always, my husband and I am working with franchisees, always strive to understand the why, as we call it. We have been very fortunate to have some training from Bob Gappa, which some in franchising may know that name. Bob has been around. As he says, it was uh, Management 2000 back when 2000 sounded really cool and futuristic. So Bob's been in franchising for a long time. But Bob always talks about when you're coaching franchisees and working with franchisees, you have to know their why. And we believe no one gets into the business just to break even, right? Just to get above break even. They get in for various reasons. My personal one, I wanted more security for my family. We were watching our family and friends go through so many layoffs. We were at the point of having small children and wanted that financial stability so that we could provide for our family and provide a nice life. And franchising gave us that. Others, it could be a variety of things, right? Whether you want to build wealth, whether you want to, you know, have, get your, we've had franchisees who wanted to get their husband out of a dangerous work situation so that he wouldn't have to work. I mean, the list just goes on and on. But there are various reasons why you get in. And so it's always been important to us to know why. And then to take that back, and this may be a nugget for some franchisees. Some may already be, especially working with you, may already be well onto this and doing it. If that's my why, it, it does take money to do that. You know, there's an emotional piece, especially if you're trying to get your spouse out of a dangerous working situation. That's emotional. But how much money would you have to earn so that your spouse doesn't have to work there anymore? And how many units or how much volume, whatever it is, how many pizzas do you have to sell? How many ice cream cones do you have to scoop? Whatever it is to make that happen and working backwards with the franchisee to help them calculate that and then trying to put a plan into place to achieve it. It doesn't happen in one month. It doesn't happen in six months, but at least putting that plan together to help get toward that and identifying what we need to get there. And what I love about that and why, again, I think you guys are doing such a great job with your franchise is two things. It's transparency and expectations. Sitting down with someone and being really transparent about the fact that it's not going to take, it's not going to be six months, right? It's going to take longer and creating that plan and showing the expectation of like, okay, the ex you can expect if you do these things, 
for, you know, in this amount of time to arrive here. So now we know if we go back and take a look at it and we're off track, well, are we impatient? Are we just being impatient where, hey, let's look back at the time frame and, or are we not doing the things that we need to do to stay on track to the goal? Right. Right. And I think that that is a huge, huge, if you're a franchisor, especially emerging franchisor and listening, so many pieces of the franchisee franchisor relationship breakdown that happen in brands happen because of mismatched expectations. The franchisor believes that they have provided training or support, you know, to get franchisees to success, but nobody bothered to find out what the definition of success was. So guess what? The franchisor's expectation of success and the franchisee's expectation of success are two, they're on two different planets. And so, and so that's where things can break down very early. So communication, literally just being very transparent in the beginning and making sure everyone's on the same page regarding expectations can be huge to keeping uh, everyone happy and successful. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Tiffany, I have loved our conversation. It's all been around franchising. I think we're going to have to have you back on again to tell us more about the research behind SALT because that is fascinating as well. It is a lot of fun, especially if you enjoy science and how things like that work. It is a nice behind the scenes how it's done. It is. It is. In fact, I'm going to be down there. Maybe I'll just have to come and do a behind the scenes tour and video. We could do it that way. That would be Yeah, I'd love to. Okay, cool, cool. Well, you heard it. I locked her in, guys. So thank you so much for joining us. We're going to put all Tiffany's information in the show notes so that you can go check out the Salt Suite yourself, check out the website, see what's going on, and read all about Tiffany and your success and, and connect with the Salt Suite. It might be the next best opportunity for you to expand your franchise empire. So thank you so much, Tiffany. Thank you for having me, April. It's a pleasure. Thank you for setting aside time to grow your business and mindset with me today. Every franchisee has a dream to achieve sanity, wealth, and gratitude. And I created this podcast to help you do just that. So if you loved what we covered and you know someone who could benefit from it, I would be honored if you would share it with them. Between now and next time, don't you dare settle for anything less than infinite success.